It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Week 14, we got a couple of games on Monday Night Football, but the bulk of the schedule is in the books and the playoff races are heating up. We're breaking it all down today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Joe, happy Victory Monday to those of us who are observing. Uh, there's a couple fan bases, one, two extra fan bases than your normal week that don't know if they're celebrating Victory Monday or not because we have two Monday night football games happening concurrently tonight. Uh, but week 14 was a weird one and uh, a lot of entertaining games. I don't know what you had a chance to watch. Obviously, you know, you watched Buffalo, Kansas City. Sure, you caught some of Philadelphia, Dallas, but before that, mm-hmm. um, did you get a chance to watch anything? Oh, of course, dial, watched, uh, dialed in on the one o'clock slate. Yeah, Saints, know, I wasn't, Panthers, I, was, I wasn't super focused on Saints and mm, Panthers, gosh. although the passing numbers in that game were something to behold as they were moving along. And you know, Bryce Young can't complete passes, Derek Carr. Not too much better himself. It was not a a fun. Uh, it seemed like Derek could complete them, but they were all not just for many like yards. For one yard. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That that's the game we're getting into. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah the I, one wanted, I I wanted to check that box as quickly as possible so we can oh, talk about some other yeah. games. Yeah, we can we can move past that. Um, yeah, dialed in on the one o'clock slate. Um, obviously watching these playoff races that are becoming very, very, very tight. Um, You got the AFC where the division leaders kind of close, right? But then you have this dynamic of the six through 11 seeds are all seven and six. And um, you saw some pretty significant things happen within there with the Jets being able to beat the Houston Texans, Denver Mm -hmm. getting a big win over the Chargers, the Bengals finding a big win. Um, so Bills beating the Chiefs, a big, big day for the AFC playoff picture that is getting tighter and tighter as you move along throughout the course of the season. But in that early slate, it felt like the, the most significant thing was Houston getting schlacked by the Jets, man. It was a 30 to six was the score of that game. 
Uh, yeah, 36. You know what stood out to me about that game? Houston, we talked about how much talent they have as a young team. Look like a young team on the road against a bad football team, right? They came in seven and five, playing the Jets, the lowly Jets. It's cold, it's wet. They looked inexperienced, and and you got you got about like halfway through the third quarter. And I'm watching this game. It's like they they don't even look like they want to be out there. Like there there was just this. I guess lack of urgency that it felt like they played with that I, I thought really just kind of highlighted an inexperienced football team. And that's okay. It's going to happen, but mm-hmm. there's a hard loss to take now. Yeah. You're looking at two of your losses being the jets and the Panthers, right? And a couple of thoughts here on Houston. Weird how everybody wanted to give CJ Stroud, the NFL MVP after like week 10, right? Play them all. Hope he's that, that's right. been my that was a really yeah, nasty. I, I do, and that wasn't that wasn't being trying not to be sensitive towards towards that situation, but like you got to let things play out, people. Like, how are we ever going right. to learn? Are we ever going to learn? And and no. that was been my thing about Houston in terms of their staying power, right? Where they they were hot, obviously, and some big come from behind wins and doing some really good things, and obviously, you know, they do have injuries. Nico Collins uh, couldn't finish this game. Tank Dell not available. Uh, so I, I certainly understand that. But my my thought with Houston was always, like you said there, it's a young team. I don't expect them to just go do all the things that they're supposed to do. They're, this is this is some of what the paying your dues, the things that you have to do as a, as a in your glow up as a team is I feel like you kind of have to learn these lessons. And yeah, I think they're going to look back on this season. And we, we, you know, look, at they got the Titans, Browns, Titans again and Colts to close this thing out. I think they're going to look back at losses to the Falcons. Losses to the Panthers, losses to the Jets, and realize that you know what—that's going to help you in the future, but it's going to hurt you this year. Tell you who should feel pretty good about themselves right now is the Denver Broncos. Yeah, big time. Um, that's a football team that had the big bounce back. They—they uh, they had their five-game winning streak snapped, but uh, they're now. F- what six and one in their last seven? Is that yeah? Draft you soon. That lost. That lost the Houston of all teams, right? Heck of a heck right. of a segue. Then they got at Detroit, and we'll talk about Detroit a little later in the show. But they don't look good right now. Right. New England Charters, presumably without Justin Herbert, he's got a fracture on a finger on his throwing hand. He left that game after like twelve attempts. And then Las Vegas to close the season. If I'm Denver, I'm feeling I'm feeling really good about my chances right now. And that that Chargers that for that getting that first Chargers game being the one on the road is huge. And, and Los Angeles never really had anything going, whether it was Herbert or otherwise. Yeah. Well, and I you wonder about the division, right? A little bit, not much though. I mean, with Kansas City fun, losing three of their three of their last four games. <laughs> Um, yeah, like they're going to get in at some, somehow here, but the remaining schedule, the chiefs remaining schedule is Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, and chargers. So like pretty clear path, but if they lose one of those games and Denver wins all of them, you know, the AFC that they're going to have tie records. It's going to come down to tiebreakers within the division. Mm-hmm. And so 
yeah, Denver, whether it's feeling like they can claim one of those three wild card spots, having significant tiebreakers, right? They have the tiebreaker over the Bills. Let me see who, what, what other key tiebreakers they have. I'm sure they beat the Browns, which is a huge tiebreaker to have. And, you know, they get a chance, like you mentioned, to have a pretty soft schedule the rest of the way. They don't have the tiebreaker over Houston, but yeah, if you're if you're Denver, you, you're feeling good about the wild card and being a team with that's playing reasonable football amongst that field. Yeah. Or hey, if if the Chiefs have another hiccup, which they very well might, like they're not they have not played great football. We keep get, like the story has like given the benefit of the doubt. It's dude, it's we got like 13 games in the books and 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 it's still a very inconsistent football team. So yeah, Denver is definitely a team here stands out to me as one that has to feel good in a very muddy situation here in the AFC. So I don't know how good this team would feel. They probably feel really good winning their last two football games. But what stands out to me is I look at like what's left. Is Cincinnati's going to decide a lot because they play everybody. Yeah. Right. They played Jacksonville. They beat them. They played Indianapolis. They beat them. They get Minnesota this week. Okay. Then you're at Pittsburgh at Kansas City versus Cleveland. Cincinnati's going to have a chance to have a direct hand in a lot of what this wild card playoff looks like. And they lost versus Pittsburgh earlier this year. Uh, they lost at Baltimore both times. So there, there's not big picture conversation. If they do get hot and run the table, then I don't imagine that they would, but that's just a team as I, I sat down and I actually did this, Joe, I looked at uh, the teams that were five through 11 and the games that they were playing against each other. That was left. It all happens. Yeah. And Cincinnati's got all of them. Uh, Indy. Yeah. That's a dub. It's in the books. Now the Cleveland and Houston still play each other head to head as well. At this stage, uh, Pittsburgh still plays Indy. Houston plays Indy, but Cincinnati's the team that that's going to really shake this up a lot just because they're going to have a direct hand in who's getting wins and who's getting losses. Yeah. And sitting here with tiebreakers over Buffalo, Jacksonville, and Indianapolis are those Cincinnati Bengals led by Jake Browning, very much alive here in the AFC playoff picture. We're going to keep this conversation rolling, so stick with us. But got to tell you about DoorDash, folks. I am obsessed. The convenience. Simply unmatched. We're all busy, right? And, uh, you know, Kyle, I know you got a little travel coming up here today. I'm sure there's going to be a DoorDash order in your future because yes. who's got time? Who's got time to 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 make dinner? Who has time to, you know, even go out to eat sometimes? Well, use DoorDash. They'll bring you dinner right to your front door. They'll bring you groceries right to your front door. They save you time. I mean, what can be more valuable than that? So stop worrying about when you're going to have time to go to the grocery store. Stop worrying about what's for dinner. Let DoorDash handle that for you. Got a deal here. Get 50% off up to a $10 value. When you spend $15 or more on your first order, you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change. Terms apply. Again, that's 50% off up to a $10 value. When you spend 15 bucks or more on your first order, you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change. Terms apply. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service 
any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Maybe we should have led with this, but we didn't. Uh, so I'll I'll do it now. Uh, the AFC playoff picture as things currently stand. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens at 10-3 and three would have the bye. Uh, the two seed is the 9-3 and three Miami Dolphins. They play the Tennessee Titans tonight. As Joe, you alluded to, I'm getting on a plane here in a few hours, and I'll be there for the game. Uh, Kansas City at 8-5 and five is the three seed. Jacksonville at 8-5 and five is the four seed. Jacksonville would be hosting the 8-5 and five Cleveland Browns. The Browns clearing the rest of the AFC wildcard picture by a game, thanks to a big win. Uh, the yep. se- seven and six Pittsburgh Steelers would currently be the six seed, and the seven and six Indianapolis Colts would currently be the seven seed. Going to talk a little Kansas City here. The losers of three of the last four. Um, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes having you, the had, worst day of his life. Never has anybody ever seen him act like that. His life apparently. Yeah. Well, they they wanted they wanted the referees to not call that penalty. That's that's what they they wanted to get away with the penalty. They took that's greatness what they wanted. away, Joe. They just took greatness away, just like right, that. Right, right. At where? Watch the play at the snap. <laughs> flag's thrown. I'm sitting here as a Bills fan, thinking, "Oh crap! This is a free play for Patrick Mahomes. Bills are offsides." No, Kadarius Tony was, and it was egregious. And so, I I know that that's that's what the, the Chiefs are certainly making that the story, especially with even how Andy Reid was post game. Um, but. I don't know. Like, I, I think the Chiefs' problems have continued to be the Chiefs' problems. Drop passes, miscommunications in the passing game, uh, inconsistent ability to, to lean on the rushing attack. Obviously, not having Pacheco was a big deal for that game, but like, uh, they're not a clean offensive team. Joe, the, the, the problem with Kansas City offense is their wide receiver room is not good enough. You can call it what it is. Well, because it, yeah, it I hear you. I, there's no question, it but it like, in everything. There's plays there to be made. They have they lead the league in drops. I mean, how many times so is it that's, that's still they're just the wide not receiver the same room is not good enough? Under understood. because they're dropping balls. Understood, but just execute. Execute the plays. But when you're not good, catch the ball when it's thrown to you. Understood. But like you have to look at the opportunity. There's plays to be made. And look, they've been they gotta make the plays, man. They gotta make the plays. Well, it's, they're not it's, right now. Their, their lack and of execution has been all season long. Pretty safe to say Kansas uh, will not be the one seed. Oh, yeah, that's that's highly unlikely. I, I think I think Miami Miami's not going to get the five losses. Is Baltimore going to get the five losses? Probably not. You don't think Miami's going to get the five? They, they got Dallas, Buffalo, and uh, we'll Baltimore. See. Their last three. We'll games. see. We'll see. I'll feel a little bit more confident in your outlook if they take care of business the way they're supposed to the next two weeks. But I'm a little rattled right now because this was chaos week. And hopefully Miami just sat back and watched Baltimore need overtime to beat the Rams and watch the Chiefs lose to the 6-6 and Bills and watch the Jaguars lose to the Joe Flacco-led Cleveland Browns and watch uh, what other losses happened that were just Houston going to New York and losing by 24 points. The Steelers. Detroit going into Chicago and getting waxed. Pittsburgh losing to the 2-10 and 10 New England Patriots this week. After losing to the Cardinals the week before, both at home. Right. 
And records didn't mean a lot for a lot of teams this week, including a lot of teams that had playoff leverage that was at their disposal to go out and take care of business and beat a, a team that was not as good as them in the win-loss column, and it didn't happen. All right, and that's we, – you, know, you and I spent a lot of time in the offseason picking games, and we always were like, well, it doesn't always just go the way it's supposed to go, right? It just doesn't. And so you got to play them. You picked up a couple games. Did you get both of the games we were different I on got this week? I got both games. Yeah, oh, that's a killer for me. Well, I, I just I just thought of it. And then I just because I was just reminded that I wanted to pick the Jets. I was just reminded there was another one that I wanted to pick that I. Uh, it's escaping me right now. I thought about the Panthers. Thank God I didn't do that. That would have been terrible. What was yeah, the other game? Been a bad way to go down. Yeah, that was, was not it. Great. Um, the Bears. It was the Bears. I thought about the Bears. The Bears. So we're gonna see. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to open it up a little bit here over the last four weeks. Yeah, we we talked about how that Bears uh, that line felt weird. Detroit minus three at home. We're like, really? Isn't that an overreaction to the last time we saw Chicago was when they gave up like ten points on Monday Night Football to Minnesota? And turns out it wasn't. Or maybe well, maybe it was in Detroit's just falling apart. It seems here. I don't know. They're um they're in trouble. Yeah, so if we want to transition to the NFC side of things and and get into the Lions, this is kind of the concern with 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 this this Lions team last year, where it's just not not very good away from home, right? Like outside, having to play, and you know, not that there was like weather or whatever, but like they're just not the same at home, and they're gonna have to go to Minnesota against a you know. That aggressive Brian, Brian Flores defense go to the Cowboys and and to the Vikings. So th- like their next three games are on the road after they play Denver. So did I get I didn't get that. They they to the Vikings and to to Dallas. They have, so two of their next yep. three are on the road, and they play yep. the pesky Broncos next. Is that a Thursday night that's game? A, Is that, that's that, a Saturday night game too. It's a short week. Saturday night. Yeah, it's a short week. I don't know that like they're gonna are they gonna stumble enough to allow Green Bay back into this divisional conversation, but like they're not playing their best football at the right time, clearly. Right. And even just we I know we talked about the defensive regression, and there's some separation in this conference that's taking place with now uh San Francisco and Dallas as divisional leaders with 10 wins. So Detroit. Uh, runs the risk of falling off the pace of that a little bit. Now, they don't have to worry about getting caught by the four seed because that's currently the six and seven Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because one of the games that I picked up was the most NFC South thing that could possibly happen was what happened, yeah. which is Atlanta. My good friend, Young Way Koo. Perpetually shoot themselves in the foot. Tampa Bay now leads that division. Um, just a quick rundown through the NFC playoff picture of things currently. San Francisco is the one seed. They own wins over both of the other two 10-win teams in the conference. So San Francisco feeling really good about their leveraging. Uh, Dallas is currently the two seed at 10-3. Detroit, the three seed at 9-4. and four. Tampa Bay, the four seed at 6-7. and seven. Philadelphia, the five seed at 10-3. and three. The Minnesota Vikings currently the six seed at 7-6. and six. And the Green Bay Packers at 6-6. Six and six. They play tonight are currently the seven seed. I think we should start at the top here uh, of this this conference. Dallas, huge, like, big-time win over Philadelphia. 
and Philadelphia now two very lopsided losses to the Cowboys and Niners in back-to-back weeks. They survived the Bills and Chiefs the, the previous two weeks, but mm-hmm. th- those are those are losses that you wonder about, right? You wonder, okay, uh, is Philly in the same category as those other teams, or like, are they inevitably going to play later in the season, right in the playoffs, and perhaps this experience helps them in round two or round three against Dallas? But when you consider the big three in the NFC, you have to feel like. Philadelphia is is three, like firmly three. Defensively, they're not very good. Yeah, they they are struggling on both sides of the ball right now too, um, to have any rhythm. And Jalen Hurts looks out of whack uh, defensively. I think their their second level is is a challenge. Obviously, that was highlighted by what San Francisco was able to do to him last week. Now they they have digestible games left on the schedule, and Dallas has a really tough two game road gauntlet right now that's coming up. Now, I mean, Philly finishes at Seattle. Maybe a desperate Seattle team could tag you for three losses in a row, and then they're play Forty Nine ers Giants twice than we Arizona. Thought. Giants twice in Arizona, okay. so they're going to be okay. Though they'll be fine. I mean, Dallas. What's interesting? Dallas. You know, they're currently ten and three. They're next to at Buffalo, at Miami. Joe, their road wins this year. You know what they look like? Hmm. Week. Oh, I don't have the week. It was uh, November 19th at Carolina. It was a road win. We have uh, Monday night football against the Chargers on October 16th. And week one at New York Giants. Those are the three road wins the Dallas Cowboys have currently accumulated this season. What is? I mean, their strength of victory this year is still under forty percent, right? It's a three ninety seven or something. So they've got. Yeah, I think that the talking, the talking point about beating good teams goes away for Dallas, or at least it should. I want to sit here and bemoan it. We can, but they don't travel particularly well. They have not traveled particularly well. So that's the thing for Dallas the next two weeks. And then their reward after that is to come home and play Detroit, who will be very motivated for that game because they will obviously be seating on the line for that contest. I think it's a big deal to be the two versus the three in the NFC. You want to be able you, – you're going to win your wild card game, presumably. Then you want to you want to host in, in the divisional round. So yeah, I think that's a big deal. This, especially in this uh, – division set up too or with this playoff field i think it'd be really important to home field advantage as much as anything else as it always is so all right we're going to get deeper into this nfc playoff picture the wild card race is heating up but folks you got to check out prize picks prize picks is the funnest most exciting easiest way to play daily fantasy sports format's incredible it's just you against numbers it's not you against thousands of other players including pros and including Sharks, here's what you do. You select two or more players. You pick more or less of their projected stats. And you place your entry. doesn't take long to make an entry. And then when you win, withdrawals are super, super quick. And you can make an entry in under a minute. You know, you can cross-pollinate with prize picks. That's one of my favorite things. Like tonight, there's a couple of NFL games. You can pick some, some uh, stuff you like there in terms of projected stats. And then mix that with a basketball game and a hockey game. And really find an entry that you love. So go to prizepicks.com slash NFL. 
and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash LOCKEDONNFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I think the thing that best embodies the NFC playoff race is compared to the AFC playoff race where we went through everybody being seven and six. Uh, these were the NFC fringe playoff teams that entered this weekend at six and six. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, the Seattle Seahawks, the LA Rams. They all lost. <laughs> yep. So, oh, a uh, little different vibe. Then the AFC just gauntlet of teams that are hot or are coming on hot. Um, the Rams put a really good effort forward against Baltimore. Uh, felt for them there at the end of the game. They uh, weird, weird sequence. See, how much of that game did you catch? Some, yeah, decent amount, decent amount. So they have to burn a a timeout at the end of regulation. The Rams do because the helmet went out for Stafford so that they couldn't get the play call in after like a big play. And then they end up just like their last two shots are just effectively shots into the end zone because they, they lost a timeout. And then they get to, to overtime and they have a third down and short and they take a delay game yeah. and then they have to punt and they'd run Baltimore runs the pump back. So communication issues for the Rams late in that game uh, really, quite frankly, bailed out Harbaugh. Do you see Harbaugh challenge that touchdown? Yeah. Silly, right? Cost of the, the, like, they got charged for timeout. You can't challenge scores because all scoring plays are already automatically reviewed. Right. What did he challenge? Right. What was the, what, what was the point of contestation with the play? You see a lot though. Like, isn't it funny how many goofy moments there are like that with these coaches? Right. They, they yeah. it just happens. I, unfortunately, it's crazy to me. But so the Rams of the, of the teams that lost, I think the Rams obviously put their best foot forward and had an unfortunate near miss against Baltimore. But teams have walked into Baltimore and walked out of there feeling a lot worse about themselves. So we'll see what the Rams are able to do building upon that moving forward. So your three wild cards right now are the Eagles, Vikings, and Packers. The Eagles, congratulations, whatever. One of those NFC East teams is going to be the, the wild card. And yep. then it's the Vikings who get a three to nothing win over this, the Raiders. They switched to they switch away from Josh Dobbs. So that was a fun story while it lasted. And Nick Mullins now enter the entering the, the conversation. We'll see if that winds up sticking. But you know, I there's a they get Justin Jefferson back and has a very you know kind of a concerning chest injury there we don't know the details at this point you know kind of kind of interested to see how minnesota can pull this off i think they're going to have to rely on a big play defense right to to complement their offense and then you know packers got to take care of their business right they it feels like they're in in pretty good shape but you know they got monday night uh in in new york or jersey tonight against the giants so the big one there 
And you feel like you feel like this is the the situation where I think it could stay the way that it is. I don't. I think the AFC is going to have some more mm-hmm. shakeups here, but the NFC feels you a little bit more static. You miss me with Minnesota making the playoffs. They just have to hold off the Rams or the Seahawks, right? At Cincinnati, Detroit twice, and Green Bay. That's what that's what Minnesota has the rest that's of the, the way. Vikings final four games. It's gonna that, be tough for them. That's gonna be a pump. Kid. That's gonna be a pump. Be tough for them. Because, well, here, Kyle's because, out on, on the on the Vikings. You up on the run. Cue Shame up on the run. <laughs> As compared to the Rams, who get uh, the Commanders, the New York Giants. Uh, they get San Francisco week 18, so everything may be wrapped up for them in that stage. They also get the Saints, and they get the Saints at home on a short week. It could be three and one, could be rant. two and two. We'll see. Give me the we'll rain. I'm sure I will not regret that at all. But uh, we, Kyle, we get a Levy Grail this week. The Pats, the Patriots, welcome. Awful win. Welcome. Yeah. Fried awful win. Fight on. Oh, win. Fight on, man. Keep right. fighting so on Bill. Be, too. I uh, stick stick with him. That's all I got to say. Stick with him. Super Bowl winning Stay coach, man. <laughs> all right, that's gonna do it for us here on this episode of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great Monday. We got two Monday night football games tonight. Look for me. I'll be in the stands at Miami. Will you and be the guy in the dolphin we, shirt? Will that be you? Yeah, Is I'll that how we'll know. Oh, okay. So you'll know me when you see me. And we will be back tomorrow to do the Levy Grill. Is that the, the plan for tomorrow is to do the Levy Grill for the Pats? So whatever, you, the 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 for, the funeral, you know, we'll do the autopsy, the whole thing, right? So uh, we got to get that in. We might as well do it tomorrow, right? Yeah, we'll have a good time with that. So come on back and see us. Thanks for checking out the show, guys. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.